It's 11 o'clock. Do you know where your daughters are? I don't know where they are. Because that would be creepy. We're in Seattle. I saw them in the fish market. <laughs> and I don't know if that's a wrong thing to say. Because, yeah, maybe, maybe not. Dude, it, it, it smelled. It smelled like fish uh, quite a bit fucking traveling in here. But, fuck, should we, should we catch the folks up right away or... That's fine. Yeah, I mean, you can let me know what's been going on. You've been here a lot longer than I have. I I pretty much just got here. This You've is been true. here for a while. Well, no, I, this is this is the funsies uh, episode though, because we got to catch some shit up. So hey, so and you know, Andrew's never ridden the Bart, and I was I was trying to <laughs> trying to explain this I, to I, him. I've never actually ridden public transportation before, <laughs> other than a taxi. This is the first time I've done anything that has you know a, a whole. I don't know, like a a melting pot of people, <laughs> all, 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 all in one kind of transportation device, you know. Um, yeah, no, he got to ride like a fucking a a long can, a a can of commerce, if you will. Uh, that was his experience, right? Right, the beginning of a Seahawks game, nonetheless. So I, I got a pretty good idea of you know how sports teams are in Seattle because that's all that was on that that train the whole time I was coming in. So I don't know if I've mentioned this before in like, I, I know I've talked about like uh, my preferences towards PAX conventions versus the uh, cities that they're taken in. So mm. Boston is now slowly kind of uh, <laughs> growing on me. It, 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 it's growing on me like a fungus, but personally, I mean, it was our first PAX. So I think it'll always have that, you know, going back to Boston, going back to PAX was always a, a big deal for us. And this is the first time I've been to PAX Prime. So it's it's all new to me. I mean, everything's new to me. The convention center, the the, the people, the smell. It, it's all new to me. So I don't know. It's it, it's we'll see how it goes because we're not actually in packs yet. No, and everybody fucking thinks I I'm, I'm a native here. Like everybody, just <laughs> it's true. And people like leaning out of the car, going like, "Hey, do you know where five high five is? High five, where, bro! I'm not five? native. Not native. I don't and- know what that is. What is that?" <laughs> I just fucking kick rocks at him in disappointment. But no. So Andrew got to ride the light rail. And uh-huh. and that's what we're talking about. And the light rail, I don't know. The, the conclusion that I've come to with the, the couple times that I have been here in Seattle is that at some point, Seattle had a bowel movement. And then it traveled down south near my neck of the woods. And we call it San Francisco. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because like it's it's just so funny because this it's bigger and yet cleaner. And I don't know how how you can really justify that because, like, I don't know. I'd imagine cleaning a quarter with some Coca-Cola would be real fucking nice. But then you see that penny and you're just like, ain't, dude, ain't nothing getting that fucking corrosive fucking filth off of Abe's beard. And, that, and that's Frisco. Like, the Bart, oh, man, just... So, so well, my, my my question becomes like, okay, so going through Seattle, you know, I mean, like you say, it, it's bigger. It, it's like San Francisco, but it's cleaner. Do they go that crazy in San Francisco for all this recycling up here? Because everything's recyclable. Every little thing here is recyclable. Do you know how much shit we burn and throw away just because we can? <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. Like we we're talking about, I, I, had to go get, I had to go buy a towel because I didn't have an extra towel on me. And I was like, I'm going to go buy a towel. And then afterwards, I'm just going to throw the fucker away. I'm not going to. What am I gonna do with this thing? I'm not gonna pack it and take it home with me. It's not a souvenir. And and it's Seattle it's horrible that we're that talking. We're throwing about. We're gonna. We're, <laughs> we're talking like that's first world problem. That's America. The, 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 the reality. Throw it away. Buy the towel and throw it away. And we like ran into like 
I don't know. We oh, kind of we, we, we ran people. into the camp, like the cabbage patch of homeless people. <laughs> like, and I feel awful. There's like two of them outside where we're staying right right now, and I'm telling them, like, dude, we got to give them those towels. They'll find a use for it. Like, dude, homeless people are the modern age MacGyvers. They they will find a use for it, and whatnot. But even then, like, and and especially in consideration to like the numerous fucking people without homes that, that I think that's what they that's the proper nomenclature for their kind. Um, even the, the vast ratio, like the, the four to one in San Francisco, like these people, like you can't even tell sometimes, dude, like they, they work incognito in, in their culture. Like, dude, you're on the, you're dude, you're on the BART. Somebody is like drinking Coca-Cola and then bragging about how she uses it to shampoo her snake. That's the homeless person (laughs) on like, on the fucking bar or somebody that's like fucking feeding their dog dirt and then saying, Oh, I, my, my, me and my dog, we're going to run this pyramid scheme where he's, he's going to fucking recycle it and, and, and fucking make it a natural source of fuel that, that, and, and they're on the BART and like, the, I, the only way I'll give that towel to a homeless person here is if, if, if they do with the towel that I want them to do is, is what I used to do with towels is roll them up and put cocoa butter in them and try to have sex with them. Really? I, I, you know what? Can I don't, can, can homeless people do that? I, can, dude, they, homeless, can, can they fuck towels on the, on the road? Homeless people can fuck anyone. <laughs> Not like homeless people, they, they get the freedom that we don't get. They get to fuck anyone anywhere. They can, they can God, use how, a restroom anywhere. What kind of freedom? Honestly, <laughs> like the freedom just to fuck whatever you want. And, you know, animate, inanimate, doesn't matter. Like I can fuck it and no one cares. God damn! Like I kind of want to be homeless just for that for that one experience. This dude, this just went fu- dark. This got dark just, real quick. Just a fuck whatever. This got dark <laughs> real quick. So, so yeah, packs. Yeah, packs. Well, not even packs. So let let's go ahead and just this press pause radio. And this is the second after hour special. Fucking cue the music. Jesus Christ. <laughs> We have this is after hours. This is the way I. Uh, okay, so uh, you guys have you, explain, explain this concept to me. Okay, so after hours is where we can like deviate a little bit. I I I, mean, I know that sounds really fucking stupid. Okay. That's the show. Go, go off the rails more than we do already. Okay. Yeah, a little bit, but just because like uh, a lot of you guys have been like, okay, so what's up with the show? Like, what's going on? And basically, what had happened is this, and we're gonna use the show to talk about it, but um. We all got really busy in our daylight, our day jobs, and whatnot. Uh, 
getting getting ready for A packs and B going on, and mostly because I'm the producer of the podcast, I, I moved, uh, which some of you have already you know been aware of. So that's prevented me from like really fucking recording the show with the guys. But mm-hmm. I wanted to do like a catch up podcast and uh, fucking just let everybody know what's gone, what's happened, and of course we're. I'd like to hope we're going to talk about the games we've been playing a little bit and just get that out of the way because it's been a while. Um, but there is an email. Uh, let's go ahead and get to the emails. I, w- I was kind of um, sharing this story with Andrew. So it's just me and Andrew up here. Um, when I believe we're going to record PAX proper and we talk about everything we've done, I believe like I can get everything together and uh, we actually were probably going to record at our Slap and Tickle. Uh, we're going to have a slap and tickle uh, over at GameWorks, which is Caddy Corner, to the Washington State Convention Center with our buddies Aaron and Sarah from Sunken Treasure Games. And I have all the equipment I need for us to do that. Now, that's going to be some some fucking mean production yoga. All the background noises. All the background noises. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure uh, I'll run some tests. I mean, it, it doesn't hurt to try. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, worst case scenario, we we fucking buy some headsets and whatnot, <laughs> or we we work something out. Just but get, I'd like just, to try it. Just just give it college effort, might as well, right? Like an old <laughs> college try. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. So I figured we would we would go ahead and do the catch up podcast and um, just proving to everyone that we're not dead. Yeah, or, or at least George is not dead. I think everyone knows that I'm still alive and kicking because I don't really have. A whole lot else going on, sadly. <laughs> this is about it for me. That, that, that did sound pretty dark, didn't it? It did. Um, but I will say, in your absence, we were uh, launching a new podcast, which is up now, called Critical Fail. Uh, it's uh, James. Uh, he's the host of the show. He's our DM. It's basically us playing Pathfinder, which is just kind of a different version of Dungeons & Dragons. And we just talk about the dumbest shit possible. And it's it's really, really, really bad. It's a horrible show. I really don't recommend anyone listen to it, but if, if you're ballsy and you hate ICP, you go right ahead and listen to it, because uh, so that, that's, that's all we talk about. Yeah, it's, it's so I've been heard, but you know, the the very first thing that I had to pick apart the moment that that, that statement ran its course uh, is James is the host. Yeah, so so you probably don't want to really give it a lot of credibility. James, James is in a role <laughs> of power. God, well... It kind of starts that way, but we kind of take power from him, so it, it kind of goes out of control after a while. I mean, the whole third episode, we—I don't think we even got a single battle in. <laughs> I, I, I really don't. I, I, I honestly think we started the battle and never finished it. It went into the fourth episode. It was just us going on about ICP for a good thirty minutes. It, it was pretty terrible stuff, but I—I I, I enjoyed it. I, I think it's fun. So hopefully, if you know people want to waste time and listen to dumb people talk, they can listen to. You know, the other podcasts where yeah, we're talking exactly, about dumb shit. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was, I don't know. So I haven't moved or done anything in in years, in about eight years. Mm. And yeah, I had like a fucking nest. Like <laughs> picking this thing apart that was the hole in the ground that I lived in. Because you haven't really like altered or changed anything probably. Yeah, I just so, added on to it. Yeah, so. yeah. So it had like you had to organize everything from this point on. So just imagine like I, I had to package like over 2,000 video games. I, mm. um, Funny enough, I threw away a lot of my dishes because I think 
the funniest thing that I came to the conclusion <laughs> of. Your dishes? All my dishes are, are thrown away because... Do I, I, do I really need this frying pan? No, fuck it. No. Uh, hot, oh, hot pockets forever. No, dude, fuck you. I would never eat death pockets. What's I, funny dude, enough, I, I, I go out of my way to buy hot pockets. I'm like, ooh, they have a new pretzel hot pocket. I better go get that. No, because like... I would make right. spe- like specific trips to go get Hot Pockets. Well, okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> so here's the thing. I can only really eat Hot Pockets like either lukewarm or uh, room temperature. That's I, only, I that's can't only, microwave them. That's the only way they come. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I think even if you heat them up, that's the way they taste. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And just like, I don't I don't know what it is, but like the fact that I, I like taste what looks like, what, what feels like fucking ragu in a strudel. <laughs> It's just like I can't do it. God damn it! I, I just you and your fucking descriptions, dude. Jesus Christ! I, I just I can't. It it's fucking <laughs> awful, and it's just like there's those bits of pastry too. Like it gets dry, and it's just like like when you got like cat mouth, and, and then you just like no joke, like the top of your tongue feels like the sharp fucking sharp sharp bristles of like a comb in the desert mm-hmm. like all that man like like a real space balls moment yeah, comb yeah. the desert like uh and you got that we've been jammed sound yeah that sand in your mouth with that jam <laughs> God. Mm, jam jam sand jam sand okay jam sand. Sure. i think we, i think i think we just came up with the name of our new ska band Oh uh, goddamn, that James would be good. Yeah, I like it. We get, a, fucking get on space it. balls like fucking inspired ska tribute band, band uh I jam like sand it. tm uh yeah so anyway <laughs> patent, uh, pre- patent pending fuck christ yeah so i threw away my plates okay because uh i i want to buy matching plates so i actually well, found that would, that would be a good start you know into adulthood well no because <laughs> silverware exactly, that matches <laughs> I, yeah no i had no silverware that match because <laughs> okay. i remember um we had this <laughs> we had a friend of ours who um about eight years ago him and his girlfriend like really like they had a falling out so mm. um he broke into like the house that used to belong to him and her but she locked him out we broke into it and he's just like dude you should really take her plates and i'm just like <laughs> i you know because i didn't have any i'm just like dude yeah, all right she's my, not gonna mind my plates now. and like you know we took like a collection of shit like i had a fucking disney cars bowl i had a tony the tiger fucking, bowl. fucking revenge plates man nothing sweeter eating your dinner off of that yeah, I, I don't know what it was, but I, I was younger then. I, I made terrible decisions, and I was just like, dude, I've been eating off of nothing but, like, paper towels and, then like, yeah. mis- now, do you guys have Mr. Peas in Ohio? Like, the I, microwaveable pizza? No, I okay. don't even know what that is. So, imagine, like, it's, like, really shitty, like, microwaveable pizza that's, like, the size of your hand if you were to, like, make a circle shape. Okay. And I just use the pizza boxes, like, right after I cook them, I'd reuse the pizza boxes as, as a plates. Plate. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Fuck, no. man. Like, our, our fucking, like, Tostino's, like, frozen pizzas. Yeah. Like, you the, make it That's that exactly you it. You take the fucking thing, and it's got, like, reflective microwave, like, you know, heat sinks that you flip over and you put on there. Like, oh, it heats it for you. Yeah, but no. Yeah. But we use, like, no. The sad thing was is I would use the box to cook the pizza tear like the pizza off of the box and i overcook things too so sometimes i would get like scraps of cardboard that'd be stuck to the bottom crust and, and eat it anyways it. yeah fuck it yeah it's, it's or, dude it's organic it's, it's all, whatever it's all the same. yeah yeah and then i take that box and put it next to the microwave and say that's got two more uses <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and get a couple more pizzas in the oven. yeah no okay. no i mean it's got uses for like anything else i'd put in the microwave <laughs> like burritos or fucking yeah fuck man that's that that's honestly that that's being you're recycling. 
You're, you're I was a real scumbag. You're, you're, you're protecting the environment in the grossest way possible. <laughs> no, I was a real scumbag, dude. Like, and because like I lived with a roommate before I had to move out on my own, and this is, mm. and my ex-wife took all my plates too. So this is like ten years ago. Those are the revenge plates, as fuck, man. Like, yeah. What is what's with you guys and your plates? <laughs> fuck, fuck her, man. I'm taking her plates. Like, like, gonna, like that's your way to like, exact revenge. Is like eat, fuck her. eat off your laps. Take, Who gives shit? T- taking plates. You fucked so, me over. Now I take your plates. Yeah. So I, and like I don't know. It was a really dark time because I remember I'd throw these fucking wild parties and like the only way, for example, like the only way we knew we could secure like BYOB beer, or like mm-hmm. beer from like fucking people to just show up and be scumbags about it and leave is we hid stash beer, but like we had to hide stash beer in the dryer that I had <laughs> in my old house. So like, it, and I would tell people too, like if you. Come here. Do you want to drink? Hey. All right, just shut up. And then we'd go into my laundry room, and here, I would. Here's where the beer is. Here's where the beer is. We got to drink this in the next hour or so before we don't feel because <laughs> it's gonna get skunk sitting here in the fucking dryer. Real hard. Don't, real don't let an asshole come here. And turn on the dryer. Then we're all fucked. <laughs> we're so funny. And then like, and, and it was so funny too because we like tore the box open halfway, and like there would be times I would never clean the lint trap. So like, <laughs> we would just get like some extra fucking oh. yeah, some extra smack. On like and like we were already drinking horrible like well, yeah. we're in our early twenties beer so it was like Keystone Light yeah it's like, it's like Natty Light with fucking country fresh yeah smell on it <laughs> <laughs> next Jeez. to like fucking third ba- uh, third brand like dryer sheet yeah. lint bullshit <laughs> so like you know if, if we ever lament about like man did sh- like I feel so unhealthy being like in my early thirties what happened like this is the shit that comes back to yeah, haunt yeah, like, us oh yeah we did that that actually is something that, that we lived our life like that. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I had to, I'm going to buy plates, and I found, like, this, uh, dude, plates are fucking stupid, well, I don't know, I'm getting, like, this eight-piece set, and I want to, I want to get two of them, so it would come out to a total of 16 plates, 16 Mm. mugs, and whatnot, that's going to be, like, $140, yeah. And I, I got to get it from fucking Tarjay because, like, I don't know what it is. I want a kitchen theme. That's when you know you're domestic, you're not fun, when and nobody likes match. Absolutely. Yeah when, yeah. when you're like, I want a matching plate set as opposed to, like, fucking me 10 years ago. But I'm just like, oh, Disney Cars Bowl, fine. I can eat off of this. I'm rude. I'm getting a text message right now. Well, okay. So the silence on my phone is broken, by the way. That was one of the new events that took place in a month. And, um, let's see. Um, I got a new girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name is Amanda. Uh, so I don't really talk about my loved ones on on the show too often. But I she she was really excited at the prospect because I told her, oh, we're going to record a podcast to actually talk about our personal lives more so than we are already fucking awfully. Ooh, I, I don't know. If there's much else I can really talk about. That's, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, the adorable woman. Love her already. Falling. I'm actually turning her on to... Uh, Game Center CX. So she's she's adopting to my lifestyle quite a bit in the fact that we do this silly sort of thing. Yeah. Fun facts. If the woman could fart pumpkin spice, she would. She's like <laughs> fucking in love so, so, with so, pumpkins. So Halloween's going to be pretty much her fucking like season. Oh, choice. dude. Halloween is every day. To that ha- Halloween, that, Halloween is every day. Th- this fucking lovable woman is Halloween town, the woman. So like, <laughs> no joke. Uh, um, nice. Man, did you know there's a third Halloween town? No, I didn't. Don't. No. Yeah, now okay. now I've ruined your life with that knowledge. Yeah. And it takes well, place in space. Oh, well, now I have to look it up. So it takes place in space. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Which why, is like which is why the fuck not? Yeah, because I, I don't know if I'm curious to see if the Thanksgiving will ever um oh, 
Jesus if that'll if that'll Christ. ever actually own up to that fucking cliffhanger, considering it skipped the sequel. I, I you know I didn't know there was a cliffhanger. Spoilers. I mean, uh, for anyone that wants to watch that monstrosity of a fucking movie. Yeah, uh, you know what? I I don't give a shit. I think that's the first time I'm not gonna put a spoiler. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No spoiler. Tag there's no point. There's no point. It's Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um. Don't don't watch it. Or or watch it and never get 102 minutes of your life back. Uh huh. Yeah. Or no, it's an hour and two minutes. But it feels like 102 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I broke two of my toes. I, uh, well, this is because you didn't. It wasn't proper arcade <laughs> machine. I didn't think there was proper. You need fucking. You, you need to talk to fucking like uh, who? Who's a hey poor player? Is that? Yeah, Frank. Yeah, fucking... yeah. You need to talk to him. Obviously, he knows what he's talking about. You, you. Next time you want to move an arcade cab, you fucking talk to him. He's the expert. Because, I mean, I was, I was asking George, I was like, you need to, you know, did you strap it down? Like, did you strap it down nope. to the dolly? No. I was like, well, why not? <laughs> why would I strap it to the dolly? How many people do you have to move it to? Why? <laughs> like, it, it's it's not, you just don't move an arcade machine with one other person. Like, hey, rock it that way. I'll rock it the other way. We'll get to where it needs to go. Like, I've had to move several in my This time, is down steps, by the way. Exactly. And that's the thing, especially if it's in a fucking dolly. If you're going down steps, you have to strap it down. You so have to. I posted oh. some pictures of like my foot in the process. So like the top of my foot, like mostly scabbed over. Or not. Right now, half of my toe looks like fucking grimace. Yeah, because like, you fucking showed me. I was like, oh, well, hold on a sec. Get your foot out of that shadow so I can see what it looks like. You're like, it's not in the shadow. I'm like, oh, god damn. Yeah, like, and, then, and then you look at it, and it just looks like grape soda under my like, fucking toe. Yeah, I was, like, I was like, did your toes get cursed? That's what it looks like right now. It looks and, like a voodoo person And it looks it. like the top of my toe has a cyst, because uh-huh. I had to pop it and, like, release, like, all, all the, the blood swollen and stuff, blood yeah. and shit. So, like, we we're taking a pull of bets right now whether or not my toenail will finally fucking come off, like, this weekend. Which, funny enough, we've already done, like, I don't know, fucking a couple hours. But, yeah, it was a... Fucking Neo Geo cap. You know what Keith Apicary makes it look so goddamn easy in his fucking music video too, <laughs> where he's he's just chilling, traveling around town. Yeah, rolling with an arcade machine. Yeah, but like, uh, funny enough, even after that happened, I moved two more Neo Geo cabs because my buddy Nick, uh, he just became enchanted with the idea of owning arcade machines, and he bought like some really fucked up scummy like. I think we, we've talked about, like, Craigslist deals. I mean, we've talked about Igor and, oh, like, the fucking God. Craigslist adventures that we've had. But, like, this dude. Nico selling out of his fucking car, like, the car trunk. Hey, have you ever actually gone back to him and gotten more stuff? No, he's emailed me once because I'm thinking about getting that Super Famicom television. <laughs> but, like, yeah, that dude, that, the whole thing was just a really creepy setup. Like, I really feel like that dude fucking... It's shady. It's, it's, pretty, it, it, it's pretty fucking shady. Yeah, no, that guy with his fucking roast beef hanging out of his open-collar shirt oh. and everything. Like, this dude seriously looked like an extra in The Sopranos um, and spoke like one, too. Um, Jesus. But, yeah, so... 
I don't know. We we bought the or Nick bought the Neo Geo CAD literally two days after I found out that I broke my toes and everything. There, nothing could be done. Um, <laughs> Let's move another one. Yeah, exactly. Foot. And we and we did the same thing with the dolly and everything. And Nick's a small dude, but he wasn't a dude that helped me before. It was a much smaller dude, so <laughs> it kind of worked out. But I also like fucked up my arm and like. You, you can't really see the bruises or anything, but the arcade machine fucking fell on me. Ugh. And, like, the place we were moving it, like, this thing was scummy. Like, some of the shit that we found in it, too. Like, we found a Sesame Street toothbrush in it. Ugh. And, like, some, like, fucking, like, Chuck E. Cheese necklace. Yeah. I, like, yeah. that got... That like became lost in the annals of time so of this so now, fucking cab. Now we know where this cab originally came from. But it looked yeah. like it was stored, like, outside, too. <laughs> and, um... Like, fuck, man. It just looks gonna be in the house that it came out, out of looked like a set for fucking MTV's True Life, like, I'm a 16-year-old mom. Oh, like, God. some shit like that. Like, this dude and everything. Like, I swear to God, it was it was one of the more unsettling deals. And then this other dude was just, like, giving away cabs for free because the monitor wasn't working or whatnot. And, like, yeah. we that one was more legit. Like, he actually lifted the cab up with a forklift and we're like oh nice. damn this fucking dude knows what he's doing yeah that's smart and and nick fucking bought a time crisis cab with him and we got to have fun with that did you know that in the bios menu there's actually an option to uh adjust and modify the cylon uh reaction to the cylinder on your gun because it, it actually has a cylon that pops with oh. each shot oh yeah, yeah and yeah, you can yeah. you can actually like modify uh the like the intensity of it nice and it's fucking that ridiculous. would be cool to turn all the way up like oh fuck yeah it's pretty much it so yeah but no um we were moving the cab down a couple steps and it fell on me and crushed half of my foot but we eventually uh got it in my house and it's positioned nicely and uh and i love how you're like hey my foot's all fucked up what should i do let me just walk around for four days yeah no like, and we've and already back and forth back and forth. i've done already three trips in between downtown and everything yeah. and um yeah no it's been, what's the, what's the deal with amazon up here why is amazon fucking everywhere i i dude, are, yeah are, there's are, like are software engineers that fucking work everywhere around well, here too I, I, I saw fucking like amazon like you know fucking like middle of the night dropping off like it's a fucking milk delivery person you know like like up oh, here's your amazon <laughs> like there's fucking like amazon delivery everywhere around here it's like everything you see is amazon it's fucking insane so i don't know crazy um so fucking what we, we got we went and picked up uh cody win to yeah. nintendo theories in the room with us right now I don't. I think he's sleeping. Or no, he's playing Animal Crossing. That's Animal just, Crossing, like everyone else here. <laughs> oh yeah, Animal Crossing is the fucking hotness that's going on, and uh, that's pretty much all I've been playing. I mean, if you want to get into games and stuff that you've been playing, like that's pretty much the only thing I play because it's just like okay, this is what I'm doing now. I'm playing Animal Crossing, or I'm gonna go do this random thing I do every single day in Animal Crossing, and that's it. I I don't think I've played much of anything else. Well, S- sadly, I really can't. Off the top of my head, I cannot think of anything else I played other than that. And I mean, I, I guess maybe Persona on Vita. Like it's been portable for the last couple of days because I've been traveling so much. Um, but when I was home, when I was playing console stuff. Uh, God, I, I honestly cannot remember the last console game I played other than I, my I, phone just keeps I, going yeah, off. Like, this up. thing is um, fucking rude. I, I I did play and beat um, Deadpool. I guess. I mean, that's a, that's a thing. I don't know if I talked about that on the last show, but I played through and beat that, which only took five and a half hours, so it wasn't that long of a playthrough. But 
um, that's that's kind of the only thing I really played. And uh, what'd you play? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, we can hop into that. I yeah. mean, I I did kind of want to catch up on stuff that we didn't get to talk about, like okay. in the previous show. So yeah, uh, me and Andrew were actually kind of addressing it um, earlier. Well, actually, okay, so. I get yeah. I guess we can do that, and then um, well, okay. So we can't really do select feedback because we don't really have a lot. But there is one email. From okay, yeah, yeah, I remember that talking like about to, that. Yeah. That I'd like to read, and I'm gonna go ahead and get that up. Okay. So, all right. So Miguel, go ahead. Uh, he writes, "Hey, Press Pause Radio. There was a particular moment that I still can't quite shake, and you guys have brought up every now and again, and uh, I." Okay, hold on. There we go. And I couldn't help but think about it when you guys talked about urinal etiquette. And it was the time that you guys talked about how you were disgusted with peeing in the shower. So I have to ask, what about masturbating or having sex in the shower? What do you guys feel about that? Because personally, in the dormitories where I live in, we actually have a non-masturbation rule to where we're not allowed to do it in our showers because the semen clogs up the drain. Yeah. So how do you guys feel about that? Thanks. And you know, I, <laughs> I, I don't know how to respond to it because that's, dude, that's an intelligent counter, Miguel. Um, I, you know, I mean, kudos to you. Um, it, it is kind of a, I'm sure for most people, it's like, well, yeah, I never piss in the shower. I'm not a fucking monster. And then you're like, well, would you fuck in the shower? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Now, you gotta get that steam. Now, I will say, however, for me personally, I can't have sex in my shower because our shower is tiny as all fuck. Like, I can barely fit it myself just to take the shower in the morning. So, having sex in it's kind of not going to happen in our shower. That being said, you know, if we're in a hotel or we're in someone else's shower, yeah, absolutely. Because it's not our fucking shower. Who gives a shit? Uh, I, you know, but I mean, but the masturbation thing, no, I, 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 I couldn't because... I, I don't know. Me personally, I just can't. I'm. I'm. I'm a dr- I, I kind of feel like masturbation goes out the window when you're married. I'm a dry... Well, yeah, that's true. But um, besides that, I mean, I'm a dry guy. <laughs> I'm a hundred percent dry guy. I, I can't, I can't, I don't need all that, man. I don't need all that extra stuff there. I mean, I'm just like, nope. that, that humidity. Yeah. I, I, I just roll up, you know, I, I roll in bed. I'm like, Oh man, this is a good morning. This is a really, <laughs> really good morning. See, okay. wakey, wakey, wakey. I'm going to jerk my penis off until it shoots out happiness and sunshine and rainbows. Okay. So to, <laughs> Jesus so Christ, I know when, when you got, when you, uh, I, I mean, kudos to like that that concern that you have that, towards your froyo. That, Me, <laughs> that, my life. That, that is a good rationale of, of thinking, though. Like, you know, I mean, that is something people do pretty much regularly, um, and it does. It sounds even grosser than pissing the shower, but, but, but that's that a normal way of life. Um. Okay. So, like, <laughs> oh man. All right. So here we go. All right. Um. So I do masturbate in the shower. I, mean, I, I think, is this the most personal I'm ever going to get on this show? No, no, no. We, we got plenty I, more I think, to go. I think, uh, I'm sure it's not going to be the, the, the most personal thing. Okay, so you guys are f- probably going to find this gross, but whatever. So uh-huh. this is the way I do it because, and believe me, my, my line of thinking may sound fucking ridiculous. I, I can only imagine that you're like using the shampoo as it cascades down you as no. you're like, oh, I'm washing my hair, I'm washing my hair. Oh, this is this is going to be used for for something else now. No, okay. I, I have. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. I know where this is going. I have a, I have a a rag that I like to call the spank hank. <laughs> 
and basically what I do is the spank hank is in use in the shower. But my line of rationale is, yeah, A, like, that's gross. I don't want it to go but down it, the grain. But, but, but it, B... It, this is designated. This is the receptacle that takes all that. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, dude, like, all my knuckle children fucking straight, like, they reside in that that little orphanage that will never be visited. It, it, it's kind of like my dream catcher I had when I was a young... <laughs> when, when, <laughs> when I was a young and when I was a young and it was in my bed. It was like, oh, here's the dream catcher. Get out. Yeah. Time, time, so, to, like, time to make my dreams come true. And like, <laughs> funny enough, like I, I've already violated the anti-spank Hank rule once in my new house just because like I, I fucking threw it away. You're a busy guy. And I moved. Yeah. Yeah. But like my line of thinking was my shower previously had a really bad grout problem. Oh. So <laughs> I was just like, I can't. I couldn't stomach to think like, dude, that grout, dude, it's just this gonna, is, it's just gonna catch. Yeah, this is it's all my fault. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just gonna catch. Well, no, and like I, you know what? Like I lived with people beforehand too, and like I, I am not about to like instate like some sort of like fucking masturbatory clause within the roommate lease agreement. Like, hey, so... Although I think it should be part of that, though. I mean, you know, I mean... So how do you defile yourself against the sin of most organized religions in this house? Because it's really... <laughs> we, it's, we, we need to establish some do's and some don'ts in terms of us living together as roommates and how you get down. I mean, if it's in your own bedroom, that's one thing. But this is a community place. You shouldn't be allowed to masturbate in the bathroom or the kitchen or anywhere where it's being used by multiple people. Yeah, so... That that sort of became a thing, and what's funny is, uh, so Andrew's kind of doing what I did earlier this year between PAX East to GDC, and uh, he had to go to a conference of his own before hitting this. And like, dude, he he almost crossed over the dark side, and uh, yeah, he he almost fucking defiled his own shower. And I love yeah. your line of reasoning for it, like, dude, it was like the nicest shower I've ever been in. <laughs> It was. It was really nice. It was a nice little swank place, and I was like, "Oh, this is really fancy. I think I'm gonna piss in it." <laughs> like I'm just like, I went in my own shower because I don't have to clean it up. I'm like, I'll do whatever the fuck I want to do in this place because I don't have to worry about it when I leave. But then, like you know, like mid mid like you know, from from the moment of making a, a a conscious decision to be like, "Oh, this is gonna happen," to actually like sitting there and staring at the drain, being like, "I can't do this." I can't do this, and and like I just I had to stop it, and I was like, oh, the, the flow was there and everything. It was, yeah, like I think he strained some sort of muscle that wasn't meant to pinch <laughs> the urethra the way he did. It, it, there was a muscle that was straining. It was my heart. And see, the whole time, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> and the whole time I'm thinking about this, I couldn't help to relate it to like, you know how like when people talk about how they like to see a puppy that's so cute that they kind of want to shake it. Or like throw it around. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't help but think that that was your like your line of thinking. So, like so, this, so, so the me, shower is just so. It, it, it's me just saying I just wanted to destroy something beautiful. I just had like my Fight Club moment. It was like Michael Caine's voice in the background is like some people just want to watch the world burn. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And then then just pissing the sink for good measure. Oh, dude, I know why Seattle's cleaner than San Francisco now. Okay. So they have like grocery bag fees. You have to pay like each grocery bag is going to cost you ninety five cents, or it's like nine cents to the fifty cents. We're here. Yes, is that why? Okay, that's why everything's a paper bag. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you can't really get if you like if something thought, involves I, a plastic bag, you have to pay for it. I thought San Francisco did that too. Uh, only in select stores. Oh, okay. So, but in, Sa- in it's Seattle, Seattle's it's like, everywhere. I, I guess that probably does make sense. I mean, maybe that is why. 
don't know. It just huh. it just came to me. So I guess we should start talking about fucking video games now. Might as well. Yeah, let's go ahead and talk about video games. There's only packs. Okay, so we've been also, like, I've been playing quite a few games. There's uh, three games in general mm-hmm. that uh, I really kind of want to talk about. Uh, talk about one of them more than the other two because I got I really got into it. So I mentioned a while back, one of our listeners, Brian Wade, uh, which, dude, thank you again, by the way. He, he sent me his extra copy of 999 because I explained, like, it's really hard to find and I've been wanting to get it because Andrew, yes. Andrew could not stop talking about this game. And uh, I've been playing a little bit more in in my downtime between like, you know, catching back up on the site and like just to like, dude, you you guys, we've got like six fucking review copies that we're still working on. Like I've got like now that I've got everything set up back at the new man cave in the studio, like I have um, DuckTales remastered. I have Pikmin 3 shit we're we're still like deciding on the killer is dead i mean we we have a very full plate even coming back from packs yeah. but um i still and one of the games that i'm i'm also going to talk about is something i'm also going to write a review for and i'm i'm very excited especially from what i'm doing right now and i, I like i've talked about it on the show before it's from gdc but uh you know not to fucking cut or or splinter around words already uh, I started playing 999, nine hours, nine doors, nine people. And wow, like I've played a lot of autonomy games, like visual novel games. And uh, funny enough is uh, a friend of mine, uh, Noelle, she and she's been on the show before. I forgot. Noelle's been on the show. Yeah. Because um, I remember that's when we were talking about having a Voltron sex toy <laughs> that splits into five different pieces. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. So we still really gotta like we gotta talk to somebody about that. I I'm I'm sure it's in the works. Um, but yeah, you know, I was talking about Katawa Shoujo, and like yeah. still this day, Katawa Shoujo is like one of the best dating sim slash visual novel games I've ever played because the writing, the writing alone was something of, of such an expert caliber, and just the concept of the fact that it was done by like regular community members of like you know 4chan back in its heyday mm. really boggled my mind yeah so i'm as i'm playing through 999 i've already gotten through some areas and the writing in that game is just amazing there's a particular moment that they talk about um you know and, and it's really hard to talk about this game well, yeah because i mean a lot of the moments will spoil other moments i mean it, it, you can't really you can go into maybe the first half an hour of the game. After that, you start giving away a lot of the key plot points. I mean, the the game is very much like uh, choose your own adventure uh, in, in a way, I guess. I mean, I mean, some of the decisions you make, you know, will be the same throughout your playthroughs, regardless of which ending you're going for, which is kind of cool because when you play through the game, after you get through your first playthrough and your first ending, you'll play through it again to get the multiple endings. But 
uh, you know, scenes that you've already played through or um, dialogue you've already gone through, you can skip right through. You don't have to see that again. You can skip it, and you'll skip and skip until you get to new dialogue and new cutscenes. So that way, going through and playing through it multiple times makes it a lot. So easier. here's the thing, because like I know, as stupid as it sounds, mm. I'm that's you know hearing that it was a concern of mine. Yeah, is will it, the game give you some sort of indicator that you picked that option before? It, I think it just like yeah, I mean like I think you'll just skip that stuff entirely. I think the only time it because I haven't played through it more than the one time, but from what I've been heard hearing from Kevin, uh, who recommended the game to me originally, you know, as you play through multiple times to get all the endings it'll just skip all the stuff you've already seen. Like you'll just keep on hitting a skip button until you get to the stuff that you want. You know, new stuff, new content. So it makes other playthroughs a little bit quicker. Well, um, from what I was curious to like really see was, mm-hmm. um, see, okay. So there, there, there are certain moments within the game as I was talking about like the writing, like I, I, I could talk about this moment. Um, very early on, um, well, yeah, let me get the premise out of the way. I know I'm jumping yeah, okay, back and yeah. forth. So mm-hmm. the best way I can explain 999, the way it's hitting me so far, and, it, and it's, it's fucking insane, is it's it's a very Japanese take on the Saw concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Um, you have this uh, antagonist by the name of Zero, who's pretty much kidnapped nine people out of their homes. And there is this very huge reoccurring theme on numbers, that much I can talk about. But everything is very pragmatic toward... Or, just very focused on numbers and the way they use them in, in such this mm-hmm. like clear, pragmatic fashion. Like everything revolves around the use of numbers. Uh, and I've noticed that everything, of course, as the, even though the game is a, by name 999, uh, all of it within prime factors to uh, roots of nine and and where they, they use like this form of math that's fucking insane to me. Like I've never seen a game do something like it and, and make it interesting. It's kind of like a very sadistic Professor Layton. In a sense, well, yeah, except <laughs> you don't of. really do a lot of... It's not a lot of puzzle solving, but later on in the game, it does get to that point. Like, you actually do, like, the most ridiculous Sudoku puzzle at the end. And see, I don't even know how to uh, fucking play uh, Sudoku. I don't either, so good luck with that shit. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, there's a particular moment, like, this happens in a very intro, mm. um, but uh, basically... The way the 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 game operates uh, and themes, and it, it it does so through plot and gameplay. So, for example, uh, Zero, what he does is he kidnaps all the characters, and there's there's nine in total, uh, all at midnight within their home, and it all happens at midnight. It all happens in a very like organized fashion, and then he basically puts them in the sinking ship, and uh, he has a rule set of how you basically get through. And, you know, I've only really encountered one trap. I, I, I haven't really encountered any of the others because I'm still going through room to room. And I mean, it, it's a game that demands investment, but you don't like a lot of visual novel games like their hooks are are that of like most modern Final Fantasies. I guess you can compare it to where it, it, they're very drawn out and almost to the point where like it really commands a lot of patience from mm-hmm. the player. Yeah. And this is the first uh, automa game that like the visual novel game to where. I really did not calculate the loss of time that that was already invested in, into so little that I've done. But uh, a lot of the puzzles so far are really done by um, by numbers. So yeah. uh, moving around from scene to scene, uh, it uses like this clever combination of movement through the D-pad from the first person perspective and then tapping about on the 
touchscreen. And the the only complaint that I have with the game so far, and I know this sounds really stupid, keep this in mind, and uh, I don't know why, but I have accidentally tapped at the top screen before just because it shows you, it doubles the background uh, of what you're seeing. So there are times where I get a little bit of double vision, which yeah. uh, the only time something like that's happened is within uh, Hotel Dusk, which is also an amazing visual novel game for the DS that I highly recommend. But I, I, I encountered like some similar circumstances. But uh, just to keep this in mind, in the very first puzzle, you're in a room that's trapped, that's slowly flooding. And in order to get around this room, uh, there's a briefcase. that There's two briefcases, each hold numbers. Now, there are different colored briefcases and there are different keys that go into the briefcase and there's a combination for both of them. Uh, you have to break apart this picture frame that has a code that basically uh, deciphers the uh, briefcase codes, but each you have to get both codes because each piece of paper has half of the code yeah. for both briefcases and it's all color coded. Mm -hmm. So see, nonsense like that, it's like it's a visual trickery. There's for the longest time I kept thinking like, why like this is the code that's deciphered like because there's a legend on the back yeah of the photo. there's so many steps because i remember i played that puzzle the first time thought i had everything i needed and i was like well i'm fucking missing something like what am i missing and then come to realize there's like a whole nother room you have access to had no idea i was so rushed that i was just checking at the bed checking the mirror you know by the sink i was like oh there's a whole nother room that has something in there you can get like it's just you have to be very understanding of your surroundings and knowing that everything needs to be checked, like you have to be thorough in the most extreme way. Yeah, but nothing you'll, you'll miss something. Yeah, but nothing is very deliberate, and that's something that it's another flaw. But I mean, that's a this is a common complaint in all point and click mm. uh, types of setups. To where, like for example, uh, when you're in when you're playing like a, a point and click masterpiece like Machinarium or or even like Botanicula, like there's like the the visual cues like the the contextuality of of something seeming out of place or something that like would voice some sort of interaction with yeah, it yeah no they, they they don't hold your hand they don't like fucking like highlight it you know in, in bright colors like or, or, or click even, this click this there's there's no real clear indication no. or anything so really in a sense that you're you're put in like this broken sword situation to uh. where you got to get click happy and you click you tap on everywhere and i feel that kind of breaks the immersion in a sense because you're gaming it from that point but i mean you, you kind of have to like eventually but um yeah so ex exactly i had a i know what room you're talking about yeah. and and it's like it doesn't even look like a room but it's it's the closet of the a house and like what's really cool though is there is a, a bird's eye view map like a mini map that you could pull up that it'll even show the angle of the of what your character's uh, perspective is like where he's looking at yeah. So I've used that a lot to like move around, but um, the, there's a big uh, emphasis, as I mentioned, on numbers. So I mean, that's the first puzzle that only unlocked basically a, a room of other numbers. So your goal uh, that I'm surmising, especially that I've already gone through as half as I've done, is you have to collect at least three numbers. The minimum is three numbers, and then what you do is you have to get what they call the digital root. So the digital root of yeah. these three numbers is basically done by adding the three numbers together and using the sum as the digital root. And now, trying to get that number that you need. Now, yeah. if the sum is a double digit, then you have to add the sum as if they were single digits. Yep. So here's the best example that I can give. Uh, six plus one plus seven is 14. One plus four. four one plus four is five. Yeah. And therefore, the digital root of six, one, seven is five. 
So you have to do a lot of that. And it's just, it's insane to me because I've never seen a concept like that. And I can only imagine like, you know, that, that being intimidating, but like you really get used to it. And it's funny too, because the game actually has a built-in calculator. So when it gets (laughs) way more intense, you can actually go within your, your interface and get to the calculator. But yeah, just like some of the characters that I've encountered so far and some of the insanity and it's a very like I know I didn't expect the writing to be as clever as it was, but it's also very mature. Like there's a lot of swearing in it. And like, I think that's the first time I saw any kind of swearing to that nature in a DS game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Um, I really want to get through because I've had Virtue's last reward, which I got free from PS Plus. And it's, it's taunting me on my Vita screen. Yeah, because, so. I mean, playing that game, there, there's nowhere near the amount of kind of investment you'll have, you know, if you had not played the DS game. I mean, it's almost required playing. I mean, I think, all, honestly, in the case, they just say, like, play the DS game first and then come back and play this because what's the point? You know, I mean, you have to be invested into that. And the crazy thing is, like, you look at the characters on the cover of Virtue's Last Reward, I don't recognize a single one from the DS game. So I'm wondering... Why is this so important? Why do you have to have played the DS game to know what's going on? And, th- and that, that, that's what makes it even worse. Because they really tell you you need to play through and get all endings and get the true ending to see, like, you know, and, and, then, and then after that, play through Virtue's Last Reward. And it's like, fuck, that's, that's a lot of investment. And what's funny is that you really have to catch attention because uh, Patrick Klepik of Giant Bomb was insisting that, like, not only is it a requirement, but... You really have to take note of events or even particular facts because they will come up yeah. and mm-hmm. and they will present themselves as, as, as somewhat of an obstacle that you'll need to, you know, uh, eventually get over later in Virtue's Last Reward. So, I don't know. I'm very, I'm very excited towards uh, the prospect of um, all of that. Uh, so, the other game that I've been playing is Gone Home. Mm-hmm. And I, I talked to you guys a little bit about it in GDC. And... Dare I say, I don't know, I that 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 human element that we always talk about that we'd like to see in video games, like I was actually able to like really make that connection in this game and playing more through it. It's I don't know, man, it's very eerie. It's uh you know, there's a story that um Scott Sharkey once uh talked about on a on a retronauts that I kind of feel like I've related to that. And I think anybody can really relate to that. Uh, you know, cause I've done, you can really just do the same thing. It doesn't really apply to what Scott Sharkey uh, story applied to, but I remember when he first talked about how he, uh, he bought a Wii, he bought a used Wii cause he, I don't remember what game he had to buy it for, but he sold his original and then eventually bought one used. And uh, I don't know if a lot of people really take into stock, like, you know, how insane this may sound but from the day from day one the moment you plug in and set up your Wii I mean your Wii tracks every single day of interactivity that you've used with it and you know in a sense Scott Sharkey got to learn he got to know this the person who owned before he got to see like how many hours he spent playing this and what he'd do with this and if he sent messages which you know to his surprise it was it was a pretty avid Wii user like even used like the online messages played nights into dreams online which i thought i was the only one out of four people i I didn't know i had a multiplayer the the night's (laughs) journey into dreams had uh, multiplayer races wow i was was actually one of the six online games that i played heavily on the wii (laughs) other than smash brothers but fuck uh, anyway my leg is super falling asleep yeah no that's fine yeah 
Guy anyway, gotta, uh, readjust. Yeah, this is oh man, it's weird. Me and Andrew don't get to really record in person like this a lot. So yeah, and we're pretty much like up on each other. Yeah, at this dude, point, just we're to get close to the mic. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're, we're we're fucking straight rubbing rubbing some fucking camel back here. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that means. We're moose knuckling it. I, I just, okay, still don't know. So moose knuckle is male camel toe. Mm, okay, yeah, which yeah. is I I never really get that either. I don't know. To me. Okay. Like when I when I think of male camel toe, I think of like sloth tail, like or or, or sloth claw. I these sayings, I, I no idea. I don't know because it just it, if it looks like you're smuggling like a slug in yeah, your crotch, yeah, yeah, it's no good. Okay, yeah. But anyway, yeah, with gone home, you're because the premise of it is is you're you're basically coming back to visit. Well, like the thing I like about the game from what I've been hearing and, and thankfully a lot of people haven't been spoiling it cuz it seems like it's an impactful experience and you know it's it's really deserving to be played but no one's really coming out and saying why specifically because I think it kind of ruins the impact on it. Mm-hmm. But from what I can really tell or really get, you know, from a lot of people who have played it, I, I like the idea that you invest your time and energy into it. It's not a game that has a fail state. You can play through you know, go through the the narrative or whatever you're playing through, get to the, you know, quote-unquote end of the game, and then it's finished, the experience is over, but you invest the time and the energy to find things out. Like, you put together that narrative as you play through. Like, like you're experiencing things and you're finding things that tell this story that if you didn't want to pay attention to, you would never even know. Like, Like, you're invested in, you know, you're into that experience, and you really ultimately get what you put into it and, and the the whole thing feels very organic like you were mm-hmm. you were sucked into this world it 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 really stopped feel it stops feeling like a game and basically you're coming back home as i mentioned i i, I talked about it before but like you're coming back home to, to, to basically find your your sister is nowhere to be found you're you're finding clues but you haven't been home for a while so just learning these things and the the importance of that is that investment is it, it's like you almost gauge yourself as a player. You yeah, learn because because everyone's had that moment of like you know the life that I had isn't the life that is here anymore. You know, they, I don't think almost everyone can relate to that moment. It's like you know people have been trying to make games that have emotional attachments and have this emotional resonance. You know, with every gamer, you know, something every gamer can you know, relate to or, you know, feel like, oh, I've had that happen to me. I mean, everyone has this kind of feeling of, you know, even just the title of it kind of really strikes a lot of emotions in me. Like, you know, like, like this used to be my home. It's not my home anymore. You know, but like the the word home can really convey so many different feelings. You know, what is home? You know, is it a place? Is it a feeling? Is it, you know, it just, it just, for me, it sounds like, wow, like, I can imagine, like, that emotional attachment you have to this, just trying to relate to the experience. And I'm only really going off of just people saying, wow, this game is something that has to be played, it has to be experienced. I haven't seen or played a single moment of the game, but I just... It, it really is... It, it, it knows what it's trying to do. It knows what is capable of its gamer, you know, like, the person controlling... Like I think the developers know what they're capable of and what they're gonna experience, so they kind of play into that. And see, like, just the fact that like you can you can share pivotal moments. Like there are key moments that I think everyone will share, but mm-hmm. no one will share the same story because 
the, 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 the like the depth I relate to it the sheer the sheer amount of interaction because like everything contextually brings up some sort of flashback and you are learning like i mentioned like just the the element of learning like you know who who these people are what they are through just shared narration and, and thoughts and and, uh-huh. and becoming you're really immersed in that world and i think uh even physically like on a on a functionality like the sway the movement everything that you move around in first person is probably the most organic you know that I, i've moved around in that that sort of environment and perspective since like mirror's edge and even then mirror's edge has more of an action tilt to it because of the parkour and all yeah. the the heavy moving but being able to feel that sway of your legs you know going through like there's this interactive bridge between what your eyes are communicating to your brain and what your fingers are sending in those signals that that just becomes like this like really fucking effective bridge mm. of immersion and the the depth of complexity in, in everything you find because like i said i guarantee I, you know i can talk to people when i get through the game I can talk to people and there's going to be things that either they have missed or I have missed. Yeah. There's no way. I, I mean, and, and I'm pretty sure there's going to be out there, somebody out there who tries to game it and go for the completion of it. But like, even then there's no way there's like the game doesn't track that sort of thing. The game like in no way kind of shows like you're making, pro- I mean, you make progress from advancing the story, but in a sense, you create the story as you go. You learn facts as it happens, and the impact that it has on you, and what what you go from it, and, you, and you're learning the backstory. Like again, when when I talk about how excellent writing can really change shit, and on how you take stock and what you're doing, I mean, it's fucking insane. Oh, I mean, I think it's cool because I think this game, like a lot of other games we've played in the last year, they're redefining what a game is going to be. You know, I mean, like, like, like the concept of when you play a game, like, like it doesn't have fail states. It doesn't have, you know, uh, a game over. It doesn't have any of that stuff. Like, there's no combat. Like, you know, I mean, it's just it's just an experience, you know, so it really kind of redefines what a game is or what it can be. And we've seen that in The Last of Us, Walking Dead, you know, a lot of these games with a lot of emotional attachment. I mean, this even more so sounds like that's kind of what it's going for. And. It, like what I really love about it, and you know, I, I got to speak with the team at GDC, and mm-hmm. I love that they and they use this and suck at James. They use it for inspiration. Uh-huh. Shenmue actually had yeah. a very large and, and like because I I immediately felt like a very Shenmue vibe because you can pick up almost anything. Mm-hmm. You can you can see the nutritional facts on a soda <laughs> can, and it's it's it has no. Con- like there there's no effect there's no gain yeah from doing so but the fact that i can like completely like it's it's there to make me feel like i am there like why would i i mean would i, I would do like why do we do anything that we do when we pick up objects or you know try to make some sort of connection mm-hmm. like all of that it's communicated so beautifully and gone home and like i i'm personally really excited really building words like how I can talk about this being a game and and how you should own it. So far, like I, I'm loving it. Yeah, and I don't know. It's very controller friendly. You know, I I really think that they were shooting for like hopefully next. I I just you know I don't see how exactly this kind of game would be marketed on Xbox Live. I, I or I, it's not the audience for yeah. it. I, I I could see it as like an iPad game or or just on PC only. You know, you have something like The Room on iPad. 
where you know it kind of uses the touch functionality. I, I can see that happening with something like this, but I think on a console, it's just, it's just not the market. Like I said, it, it's redefining what a game is. You know, there you can't really play something like this and go, like, oh, I gotta get these achievements. Like, like, don't do that, man. Like, like, you know, keep it what it is. There's no reason to, you know, change it or make it something else just because. I mean, like, I'd rather have it on one platform and have it be amazing than try to make it something it's not and put it on all consoles. It just is not worth it. Yeah, it's not, it's not worth it. And even then, like, like I said, there's an investment. I don't know the amount of detail. For example, I mean, you can pull up reports. And they are there in 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 beautiful high resolution where you can zoom in and you can read full letters. You yeah. can read you can read insurance forms with like the information put in. And I love I mean, that because like there's no reason why you would have to do that, but if you want to, it gives you more of a sense of this and, is what's going on. And I mean, and there's no, I mean, there's absolutely no sense of direction in in doing so. I mean, even reading or. It, you know, consuming one of those random bits of information can trigger, uh, you know, a flashback from the main character and she'll start reminiscing over something and just learning that and everything. I've, I've honestly never felt like so ingranulated within in such an organic game. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's definitely something that I recommend for everybody to play. Andrew, what, what have you been playing since we, we took our little impromptu break? <laughs> it's like I said, man, it's been pretty much animal crossing. Uh, God, I mean, I, you know, I, I played some things I can't really talk about, um, but I think it'll probably come up in our PAX I think, discussions. Yeah, we're going to do it so, in the PAX discussion. Yeah, yeah, so I'll, I'll bring those up. But nothing I, at home for funsies? I, not really. You know, I, I, it's been mostly just portable gaming the last few couple of weeks just leading up to, to coming out for PAX and doing a lot of traveling. But it, it, like I said, Animal Crossing is pretty much the, the it's the one game that's been in my 3DS and it hasn't left. You know, and mm. in terms of the console stuff, I mean, it's almost kind of overwhelming because we have so much out already and, and more coming. I mean, Saints Row just came out. Splinter Cell just came out. We got GTA in a couple of weeks as we record this. I mean, I'm almost terrified to even start a game because when will I finish it? I don't think I will. <laughs> and I mean, you know, those are among the crop of review games that. Yeah. Were, yeah. So, I mean, we've got a lot. Um, yeah. I played. Yeah. Like I said, I played the game of life a little too long between breaking my toes well that's, that's, that's why you're packs now i mean yeah. now, now you're here and it's time to you know get back to what we know and get back to start playing some games and you know covering the event i'm, I'm excited about them I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing all the new stuff new consoles um and you know me personally this is my first time in seattle first time at pax prime i'm you know really excited to see my friends over on this side of the country you know usually don't get a chance to get over this way so i'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it so so far, with with all the treks that we've made between pizza professionals and fucking yeah, yeah. all that, it's Seattle greater than sign Boston or or other way around. Uh, it, it, it's it, I think it's easier and better to navigate and and walk around in in Seattle as opposed to Boston. Um, I don't necessarily like how the way the conventions laid out, but that's just from looking at it from the outside. I haven't been inside yet, uh, so we'll see what happens. I mean, we'll probably have a report on that later on. Yeah, well, I don't know we'll the way the con- the way Boston's I, 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 laid out Boston's is just one big fucking building. Yeah, know? no, well, yeah, that, and I and I still I love that convention center, but yeah. honestly, God, just the city of Boston, like the routes and the roads and everything, the one ways and everything. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's if, fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it, it, it's like giving a two year old like a fucking shoe to tie, like and seeing <laughs> what they come up with. Like that, that's the architecture like, of yeah, all the roads. Fuck it, you'll figure it out. 
<laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, it gives no fucks. But yeah. um, I think one thing I wanted to close off on, because, I mean, that's pretty much it. Uh, Sarah's yeah. been keeping it strong, dude. Bullet heaven, like, man. Dude's a machine. Yeah, dude is a machine. And, and he's still trying to, you know, even with bullet heaven going on, you know, the run it's been on lately, like, consistently getting up new, 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 uh, new bullet heavens he's trying to launch uh, a lot of other things i don't i won't talk about him because i think it's something sarah would probably want to talk about personally but i know he's trying to launch some new content you know get some new stuff up there like the dude's always creating that's the sad thing about you know like i think i'm having a good run at when i, when I write a couple of reviews here and there sarah's fucking kicking out shit consistently and con like it just the dude doesn't stop yeah we've we've got already like three play plays recorded that we still need to put to yeah. but yeah we're gonna get our play plays uh back up in order there is something special that uh i'll be doing for child's play uh this december i just gotta finish uh good. Good, good, applying uh, for it yeah and dude we we've got we've got a lot of video stuff coming up even yeah. after this packs um you know what i want to really mention mm. So we didn't get the chance to talk about it on the show, and it's just been pissing me off. And I feel like I wish I could just Skype in James. I feel like oh, I would want to hear okay. James on this, but fucking. So Phil Fish took his ball and went home. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't really like. I I don't know him. I have never talked to him, um, and I haven't really played all that much of Fez. Just from what I'm getting from, you know, his public uh, persona, I guess. Like, it just seems like he, he wants that, you know, negative or positive. Like, he wants people talking about him. Like, he just wants that. He wants the attention. I don't know. It, I, I think he does because at one point during all the drama, uh-huh. that I think what really rubbed me the wrong way, I mean, considering, like, this is about, like, six hours into the fallout of, like, you know, everything going down the way it did with Fez 2's cancellation announcement and Marcus Beard, like, throwing his two cents Mm -hmm. and everybody about it. And at one point, like, you know, with him saying, I want to leave the games industry because I hate the volatile nature of my position in it and the spotlight and the attention that I get. Like, the thing I don't get is, like, when you make something that's popular and you become this, you know, whether he wanted to or not, like, you become sort of an internet celebrity because you made a, a really good game and you know you're very vocal about the games industry and the moment he said you know japan games were shit sorry you became a public figure you know like you can't say that kind i of was stuff. at that goddamn panel yeah. i was like the second person after that poor man spoke i mean you you can't and that's the thing like you said you said it best we were talking about it when you're on twitter and you're conversing with someone else unless it's a just you know a direct message that's that's a personal that's conversation, open forum. and it's out there in the public. Like anyone can respond and save it. Like even if you delete your fucking Twitter account, you delete the post, someone's gonna have it archived. Like you can't have those kind of conversations and kind. Of, you can't say things like that in a public forum and then not expect to get criticized. And if you're gonna say that kind of stuff, own own up to it, live up to it. Like don't say something and then get pissed off when someone has a different opinion. You can't do that. If you want to, you know, voice your opinion, you know, like I do on this podcast, like you do all the time. If someone came up to me and told me I was full of shit, I'm like, yeah, probably. I mean, I'd fucking just stop recording. I wouldn't stop talking about stuff. We all have opinions. Or tell well, them well, to well, kill well. themselves. Yeah, like, it's just you can't do that. You can't, you can't have it the way you want it like that. Like, you can't speak your mind and then not ever face the repercussions of it. it just doesn't happen that I way. I just, I, I feel like... 
you know, and it and it's such a dichotomy that that really pisses me off because again, I want I want him to have the exposition, which I feel like as long as it's a positive influence on his abil- his ability to create. That's great, but that's the thing. It's not a positive influence. I, you know, and that mm-hmm. sucks because that that lack of exposition in in that, like that fucking relation that that yeah. fucking PR between, like it just that's really what he needs. Have- he needs his own fucking PR. Like he needs someone to tell him when to shut the fuck up and. You know, like just because at one point, like six hours into this nonsense, like after he, he's voicing these complaints and mm-hmm. why he's leaving the industry, he then goes on to boast about how he's one of Twitter's trending topics worldwide. Oh, like, how do you do that? There's there's no you, you can't do that, man. That's just like the dude who like, you know, talks about like how he understands the principles of feminism, how he's all for it. And like that, what he was doing as far as voicing his uh, criticism against Anita Sarkeesian was valid. And yet he had some webcomic cartoon with fucking each other, gifs and boobies and titties and yeah, mm, yeah, snatch snatch. Like, you know, I understand like a lot of shit I say is like can be surmised and contradicted here in time. But dude, I'm a facetious dude. Like deep down, like everything that Anita, at least 80 percent of it, I'm on board with her and I'm still on board with her her campaign. I'm not on board with her delivery. Yeah. And that's the way I've always voiced it. But like. The thing with Phil Fish is like I'm on board with, you know, just some of the the complaints that he addresses and like, you know, his position because I'll be honest, that whole GDC fiasco, that was taken out of context. It really was. Yeah. And I feel like that that was a splice into uh you know, th- that was kind of spliced against him in a very in a very tabloid fashion. Like I think that's when journalism got kind of trashy uh in in the games industry and that makes me feel like that was a very kotaku thing yeah but ultimately how i feel about personally is when you're an independent game developer and you are successful you know as as he has been with fez you know and being in the the indie game movie when you become you know successful as an independent game developer you no longer have just responsibility to yourself. You have a responsibility to the other independent game developers. You're a torchbearer for that community of people. When you do stuff like this, you make them look bad. Like, regardless of whether you want that responsibility or not, when you're successful and you're making your own game on your own terms, you become, you know, responsible for the rest of that community. that's just the way it is you know like you can't be doing this kind of stuff it makes that whole community look bad you're making it harder for independent game developers to get a game out and be successful when you're doing petty shit like this and honestly and if he can't handle this kind of stuff it's probably good that he's leaving because like you're not the person to bring independent game development to the forefront like i don't like jonathan blow i really don't like him i think he's pretentious but he has never backed down from an argument. He's never turned away from a conversation about games. Regardless of whether I like him or not personally, he's good for independent game development. And, you know, case in point, he's on the main stage at E3 talking about PS4 independent games. Like, that's a big deal. Like, at least he can own up to it. Whether you love him or hate him, he can actually. I think at be the end of the person. day, he's not going to cancel what he because invests. Someone, yeah, because someone gets pissed off at him like like like, dude like who does that that's that's child stuff it really is i'm sorry like a grown-ass man doesn't get pissy because somebody's mad about you know just are making fun of him 
and then say, well, fuck it, fine, then I'm going home. That's that's what a little kid does, you know? It's just, it's... I don't know, he, he, he basically he mentioned how it was a culmination of, like, a bunch of other things leading up to it, and, like, that was the final straw. But even then, but like... Then you make it such a public thing, like, couldn't you just, like, just like, quietly been like, okay, well, they don't want me here, I'm gone. But no, you had to make a scene... You had to make it a big thing. It's just, it, it, it's an attention thing. That's all it is. It really is. He's trying to get the attention that he probably never got when he was younger. Fuck him, man. I, I, I don't deal well with people that are like that. Like, I don't. Like, it could be a lot fucking worse. Like, don't give me these sob stories because you're doing just fine. You're making money on your game you made. That's good. Congratulations. You're successful. But you don't do that kind of shit. It's childish. Well, even then, like, man some of i believe like i don't know i understand when you get stiffed by someone that put investment towards you but even then like there there are certain decisions that he he started making like when fez came out on steam he vocally mentioned like i don't care if it's still in the marketplace do not buy it on xbox like you know just a voice that i mean dude ultimately don't you want people to play your game and then you know uh he was interviewed by Brian Crescente of Polygon, and I believe what would happen is they, they did bring up the patch, and I don't know. Dude blocked me over me asking about the patch, and I'd like to think, I don't know, I'm, a, I'm an obnoxious asshole, but I was, I, I was well, yeah, pretty cordial. I mean, if, you spend, if you spend your money on his game, I think he has a responsibility to address those concerns. But like when Microsoft mentioned that they were lifting uh, licensing fees for repatching yeah. and whatnot, you know, a lot of questions came up. I and mean, are you going to are you now? Now will you do it? You have to pay for it, you know? Yeah, and dude, he and the fact I don't know what it was, but uh, they were talking to Phil about just independent game design in general and like what's going on, and the fact that. Brian Crescente brought the patch up in the in the preliminary uh, context prior to talking about fish. The fact that it was even mentioned in the article mm. uh, pretty much pissed Phil off, and he said, "I'm never doing media interviews again." And he went off about it on his Twitter. I mean, I just you know, I I want to support the man as a creator, but <laughs> I really now when he has an attitude like that, no, I, I I honestly would purposely not buy any of his stuff and because see, that's the way he is. He, yeah. yeah, see, I. I don't want to fall buy into that, but I'm kind of in that same boat. But like, and yet, you know, when you have something as brilliant as Fez was, B, um, as you know, and you know, I've reviewed the game for the site. I mean, you guys can see it. I, I mean, I was a fan of it. I'll be some very obtuse uh, decisions for the sake of being obtuse, which uh, you know, I don't buy into. I, I like to think that everything has more of a rhyme than a reason. Um, I don't know. It's it's very fucking. Mm. So, this is what we're gonna be doing at Pack. We've been playing a lot of veins, like fucking a lot of the games, the games, veins, all the games, all the games. Mm-hmm. But uh, generally, we're definitely gonna talk about a lot of next gen stuff, indie stuff. Indie's gonna be a huge thing. Um, we've got appointments between Sega, Ubisoft, Capcom, the works, and that's what you'll expect us to talk about. I'm personally really excited to see the D, the 2DS, which we'll talk more about. I, I wrote a piece about it, and I really just want more of a hands-on impression. I'm, I'm not... Do you think they'll have it here? I I want to feel like they will. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. You know, Nintendo hasn't had the strongest uh, presence at PAXs until the last couple of times, so... We can only we can only imagine, but um, 
yeah, so there's that. I mean, I, I haven't really gotten a chance to check out any of the panels, but I'm confident there's a Retronauts panel that one I guarantee yeah. we'll get. Uh, I really want to see like what's going on for Monday. This is the first PAX that'll have like a <laughs> Monday, yeah, a you fucking fourth and, day and, attached and, and to and it. A holiday, nonetheless. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So I'm I'm really curious to see how dead or how insane that might be. Who knows? Um, or if you know, if publishers are just like fuck this, we've done this for years. Let's just go home. Yeah, like, <laughs> okay, we're we're cleaning up. This is gonna be a cleanup day. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it, it it's definitely a nice little experiment. Extra day to catch up, I guess maybe. Yeah, and yeah. dude, like some of the security on like badges and whatnot. Like Robert Koo was talking about how he was like really like fucking putting the brakes on some of those transactions uh, with all the scalpers and shit. Yeah, I really want to see what they do to beef up security and combat that because they said their attention would also be turned to that. Going through doors and stuff will probably be a little bit of an inconvenience, I think. For me, yeah, I, I, I remember last year a few people trying to get through with fake badges. <laughs> that was the thing last year. Yeah, 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 which was surprising, but yeah. Um, other than that, I know we might share some thoughts towards the Omegathon. We usually make a prediction and whatnot, but it, it's been so fucking insane at this point. Like, I, I don't even remember. I think the last, fuck, what was the last Omegathon? At one point, I think they had Ikaruga. Yeah, we, we predicted Ikaruga, which was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely, uh, curious to check that out. Mm. Um, and that's pretty much it. Like, you know what I really want to check out is the Oculus Rift. I really hope that that has a presence that would be here. Cool. That'd be cool to actually see if it was actually like uh, someone who could actually use it. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah, other than that, and of course, man, like, I really want to get more in the community, which we really didn't get the chance to, to fucking do in the last couple of packs. So I think now that we've got more of a focus up ahead, like, we're going to have a slap and tickle with uh, our, our buddies, Sunken Treasure Games, Aaron and Sarah, at Gameworks Sunday night. So if you're listening to this and you you want to fucking meet up with this and hang out, like dude, like come fucking come in, like enjoy our our company. Is it, am I saying it right? Yeah, I, I yeah, I guess our our hospital. Well, no, won't be our hospitality. That means we have to give them our something. odor. Enjoy yeah, our odor. Uh, yeah, especially <laughs> enjoy my awkwardness. Yeah, that's what I'll be. That's what I'll be bringing to the table. Exactly. Well, no, he, he, he speaks so modest. Anyway, it's the truth. Um, but yeah, no, dude, come drink with us and whatnot. But I think this after hours episode is fucking is about done. And I'm going to bed because it's late. Goddamn, no, for me, this three hour time change is bullshit. Oh yeah, no, this is normal time for me. Yeah, no, this is bullshit, man. I can't stand it. I, I should have been asleep fucking two hours ago. So I'm gonna be a goddamn vampire by the time this is over. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, yeah, dude, let's just fucking, let's cut it out. Um, yeah, expect another PAX episode from us, and then maybe another After Hours. Who knows? Uh, fucking until then, Georgia Boy Zach's. Toast, I might be drunk next time. Woo!
So this is us doing a test. I wish I had more deodorant.